This is Cupcake and OJ's and MM's presents. Hi, this is OJ and MM presents. Thank you, Cupcake, for that great opening. I'm MM. I'm OJ. And. Dot, dot, dot. Lock, awkward pause. Insert cricket noises. Hey guys, I just wanted to jump in here real quick and apologize for the lateness of this episode. We had a bit of an issue as in I forgot to push the record button, so a huge chunk of my story was missing. If you stuck around for this episode, we really appreciate it and we hope you enjoy. Bye! So... We need to work on our opening. Obviously. That's fine. Um, today I themed my snack to my story. Ooh, a num nom. A num nom. So a num nom. I made garlic knots. Ooh, yummy. Can you think why I might have made garlic knots? Because they're delicious. <laughs> I themed it to my story. And they're delicious. I'm asking you if you think you know what my story is about. Garlic knots, garlic. Vampires. Yeah! <laughs> okay so garlic knots yay, yay would you like them. one oh thank you darling it smells mine. delicious it smells so good oh my gosh they're so hot oh my gosh <laughs> mm, this uh-huh you're all about this life i'm all about this life hon <laughs> i think i overmixed the dough um so the thing about these is as you know I have a yeast allergy so these were made without yeast and so they're a little dense I think but the flavor is really good mm-hmm. um Olivia do you know why vampires are afraid of garlic I've always wondered that but I never had like a straight answer given to me or I couldn't find one and I couldn't actually theorize one I mean you have seen Hotel Transylvania It just gives them bad gas in that, though. (laughs) That was funny. Mavis. Just just lots of toots. (laughs) Okay. So, honestly, I don't know where it comes from. But it's thought that in European mythology, which is where a lot of our vampire mythology is from, Mm because, you know, we were all settled by the (laughs) Europeans. Shakespeare! (laughs) said a random famous guy (laughs) i know i know they can't see facial expressions um you i don't even know what i what was i saying (laughs) you got me all sorts of like oh what (laughs) anyway shakespeare Uh, so garlic garlic was really 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 easy to grow and whenever you grow garlic, you don't just grow, like, a thing of garlic. You grow, like, garlic, like, all of the garlic. And so they think that that's probably why people think that garlic or thought that garlic, like, would repel them. Just because there was so much of it everywhere and it was really an available herb. I don't know if it's true. If there's something more exciting than that out there, podcast land, let us know. Our email address is OJ and MM presents with the S. at gmail.com or you can comment on our Instagram post for this (laughs) shameless plug (laughs) um I think 
Sorry, I'm talking with my mouth full. I know that's rude, but I don't care. <laughs> it is a podcast where we snack. <laughs> <laughs> I think that vampires don't like garlic because, like, have you ever had just garlic by itself? It's garlic, man. <laughs> I don't really like the taste of it by itself. Roasted with a little olive oil. or maybe there's just something in vampires genetics for whatever reason that they just cannot process uh garlic or maybe vampires aren't real bon 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 (laughs) (laughs) all right are we excited yes the place new orleans the year 1728. Okay. A group of young women arrive at the port. Immediately, they stand out with their skin so pale that the sun blistered it after only minutes of exposure. With them, they bring casket-shaped chests, presumably holding all of their worldly possessions. Were they just women or something more supernatural? Dun, dun, dun! dun. We didn't even rehearse that. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> We're just so related it made sense. <laughs> so this is the legend of the Casket Girls, Vampires of New Orleans. You want to know what the cast, like, just a description of that made me rem- think of? The Hex Girls from Scooby-Doo. Oh, I love the, the Hex Girls from you Scooby-Doo. Gave us. We have a Hex Girls shirt. We both have of us. Hex- we should be wearing that. Why aren't we? Because I didn't think about it, and I'm too late, and I'm cold. <laughs> okay. All right, so we need to go back in time a little bit to the Canadian colony of New France. Uh, this is in about Quebec area today, um, and to the year 1663. The colony were experiencing a shortage of women. And I don't like the, how that sounds. A shortage of women. That make, that sentence does not sound correct. Okay, well, I mean, there was more men than there were women. Probably because the early ships didn't have any women on it. It was all like the explorers, warrior types, right. whatever, conquerors. Right, right, right. Because they were short women... The person in charge at the time of this area wrote a letter to King Louis the Fourteenth. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Louis. <laughs> I don't know why, but I laugh Louis? at that name. You what laugh at the name you? Louis? I don't know why. Is the name Louis funny, Cupcake? <laughs> she shakes her head no. So it's just OJ just, over here losing I'm just her immature. mind. It's okay. All right. <laughs> King Louis saw this and was like, yes, we're going to send you women. These people had to be between the age of 12 and 25. Mm. From the years of 1663 to 1673, so 10 years, 800 young women made the voyage from France to Canada. And all of them, like I said, 12 to 25. So you're 12. I stay here now. <laughs> I don't care. What if what if that meant, like, what if we were, like, super poor and going over there meant that maybe you wouldn't be super poor? I don't have the patience for that. You're like, you're like I am not wifey material right now. I no, can't do this. I'm, I'm, no. This first group of women that got sent over, they actually had to get recommendations from their local parish, which is, like, your local Catholic church. 
they had to have a letter from like their priest saying like this person is of the highest quality and is going to make a great wife in addition to the new world. Mm-hmm. So groups of women came from the first group that I just spoke about to the last group right before the casket girls this last group arrived in 1721 and remember how i said the first group they had to have like this recommendation from the church and yeah, all this they other had stuff to have proof that they were halfway decent people that they were like the best they were la creme de la creme can you translate that for me it's like the best of the best uh. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I understand. So the first group were those women. Then as it went on, it was just women who were in good standing with their country. And if they were in good standing with their country, they typically were in good standing with their church. Eventually, the last group of women, the ones that arrived just nine years, I want to say, before the story I'm about to tell took place. These women, actually, they got from prison. Mm. So they weren't exactly of the highest quality in back then standards back then standards back, now, I, I back then standards i'm not i'm not shaming back, anyone things happen but according to back then standards they weren't exactly wifey material back I, then standards back then standards were like extremely high now it's just like eh okay <laughs> why not <laughs> because these women who came from the house of corrections in france came over the plan to get them married off and settle the men didn't quite work out, which kind of put a, a damper on the actual, like, casket girls. Yeah. All right, so that's the history of women coming over pretty much all the way from Canada, and now we're in New Orleans. And it is, like I said, 1728. The urge I just had to... The urge you had? The urge I had to sing a song. The Princess and the Frog just now when you said New Orleans. I thought of the opening song, I think. Oh, I love the opening song. It's so pretty. Yeah, so pretty. All right. We went from so-called vampires to Disney movies. We did. All right. This is where we're going. All right. So there are a few things that we do know. The Casket Girls did arrive. Okay. They were uncommonly pale, especially for the people that lived there. Yeah. And they had coffin-shaped caskets with them. The last thing we know is that the girls were housed at a covenant ran by nuns. After that, the story kind of varies a little bit. I have two different versions. Hold on. Yes. Aren't caskets and coffins the same thing? I'll get to that. <laughs> like, how they, it's like, hold on, let me breathe for a minute. It's like saying they had coffin-shaped coffins. I'll get to that. <laughs> so, story one. The story goes that the local men in the town disrespected the women. Some were placed into unwanted marriages and were not treated kindly. Others suffered far worse fates. That's, I don't really want to elaborate Mm because, you know, family-friendly show. (laughs) At this treatment, the French king had had enough. He demanded the girls return to France. The sisters of the Ursuline Covenant then took the casket-shaped chest that had once carried everything that the girls in France had owned and climbed the steps to the third floor of the Covenant because I guess in this story, the women left their stuff when they left to France. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. All right. 
I mean, the Krang did say immediately. He wasn't like, go pack your bags and get back here, ladies. He's just like, get, get, come. Maybe. I don't know. It's a long journey to have nothing. Anyway. I'm going to need some. Until this time, the windows and the door to the third floor had always been sealed shut. And they remained so at that time as well. A short time later, when the nuns returned to the third floor, they found that the, the caskets were completely empty. They searched the entire third floor, but never found the women's belongings. Fearing that the young women might have been something other than what they said they were, the nuns spared no expense in making sure that nothing ever left that third floor space. The doors were bolted shut. The nails to the windows were blessed by the Pope himself and locked in place. You know who the Pope is, right? Yeah, isn't he like the... I know what he is. I just can't explain. He's the head of the Catholic Church. Yeah. The most Catholic Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) That the dude that the detective in the Pink Panther movie stole... He had stolen the Pope's clothes and dressed up and nearly fell down. Yes, that was that was him too. That was okay. Funny. So the other story is similar. So the casket girls found a home in the third floor attic. Their coffin-like wood boxes containing their possessions stashed at the foot of their beds. At some point, the nuns sealed off the third floor, shuttering the windows. This is thought to have been to protect the virtue of the young women in their care. Mm-hmm. But then, the hand mirrors the girls brought with them vanished mysteriously. Poof. Poof. Just like that. Thanos slapped them out of existence. I'm sorry, why are you looking (laughs) Neighbors fell ill. Crops failed. Cats and dogs lived together. (laughs) That was like my favorite line of this whole story, by the way. Is like something sinister to these people where that cats and dogs were cohabitating. (laughs) That is amazing. And I would just be like, yes. Whispers began that the vampire pale casket girls had brought an evil with them from the old country. Eventually, the nuns threw the casket girls out and closed up the third floor attic forever. Years later, a guy repairing the leaky roof found the empty caskets and it all began to make sense. The casket girls had smuggled in vampires from Eastern Europe. Many believed that flying vampires wanted to return to their caskets on the Covenant's third floor, which is why the windows were permanently sealed with 800 screws made from silver that had been blessed in Rome by the Pope himself. The people at home can't see facial expressions. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm just making a bunch of weird faces. Um, Flying vampires... Yeah, I mean, Dracula flies. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, like, they brought the caskets, there was nothing in them because they slept in them. Now we need to fast forward all the way to the 1970s. Noise. All right, so two paranormal investigators. Do you know what that means? Like, aren't they the similar... Okay, I know what that means. It's, like, people who, like devote themselves to the studies of supernatural things yes. kind of like dean and sam monster hunters those are monster hunters what um, about those two buzzfeed guys yes like the buzzfeed guys yes perfect <laughs> they're like ghost hunters things like that i don't remember what the last thing i said was 1970s Two paranormal investigators seeking answers to whether the girls had been vampires camped out directly in front of the old Ursuline, possibly in the courtyard, to see if they could experience anything right outside the walls of the building. 
The next morning, the bodies of the investigators were found, seemingly falling victim to the vampires. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that took a turn. It did take a turn. Didn't it was it? like straight, straight to woo. <laughs> is is that your? <laughs> That's my thing. I just did. Okay. Well, unfortunately, as much as I would like it to be, the story is not true. Well, that's... Don't have to have worry about vampires stalking <laughs> my windows. There's a few reasons why we know this story isn't true. There is a ton of people who can trace their lineage back to the casket girls, meaning that they never got sent back to France. They never got thrown out. They actually did get married. Some of these people are... Um, like Madonna, who is a really popular singer, or Angelina Jolie, who is, she's in The Eternals. She's Thena in The Eternals. Oh, I like Thena. Mm-hmm. Thena's my favorite. Speaking of witches, what about my witch book? We're not talking about witches. We're talking about vampires, child. Get on the topic. It's a vampire. No, that's a witch. That's a witch. It's Rodal the Witches. Not Rodal the Vampire. <laughs> Interesting. All right, secondly, let's talk about these caskets. Yeah, what were they used for? What was in them? So, first things first, they were the size of, like, a carry-on luggage container. Okay. Okay. And, okay, the French word, I'm going to say whatever it is. It's spelled like C-A-S-S-E-T-T-E. It refers to a small box or a chest. Okay. The word casket wasn't even used, like, to um, have anything to do with dead people or Mm. burial until the mid-19th century. Uh Uh-huh. Which is, like, hundreds of years after these women. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, there's that. As for them being super, super pale, you have never been to New Orleans. Neither have I. However, New Orleans is very tropical, very sunny, very hot. And what happens when you're out in the sun? You get sunburned. And I was blisters. going for tan. <laughs> well, I live in Missouri and forgot about sunscreen, so I'm speaking from experience here. I was going for tan. So if you people or if people lived in this area, they were nice and tan and brown. And then these girls who probably because they were of high standing lived in Alaska. <laughs> they did not live in Alaska. You might as well. If you're Stop it. Know. I'm trying to talk here. I'm going to end you. Okay. If these girls, in order to keep them away from the people who ran the ship, they probably would have been kept in like the bottom part of the ship. Which means for however long that voyage had been, probably about six months, based off of whatever. It's about how much snow we get here. Six months inside of a dark cabin. You're, of course, going to be... Very, very pale. Very, very, very pale. Pasty. (laughs) So, yeah, I think I had something else that... uh, We don't actually... Oh, the the third floor of the Covenant. (laughs) There is... So there's nothing on the third floor except for some records and uh, a lovely set of hurricane shutters that got installed in the last decade or so. Maybe two decades, depending on whenever the source I found. So uh, it's very, very highly unlikely that the Pope traveled all the way from Italy or that nails blessed by the Pope traveled all the way from Italy just for this. Mm. 
what's a hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say something, and then my train of thought went wee kaboom. Wee kaboom. Wee kaboom. I like that. <laughs> we ear demons. So that was my story, Casket Girls. Noise. Any thoughts? My one thought is. What is the difference between different nuns, or are they all the same nun? You know what? I have no idea. I, I actually, just... no, like, when I was doing my research, I was like, what is this type of nun? And I forgot to look it up. Um, Google Foo! Because, like, I just know. Hold, please. What is the difference? Are there different types? Just one? Oh, okay, it says it's, they're known as the Order of St. Ursula. I didn't even know there was a St. Ursula! Okay, hold on. Who's St. Ursula? We're going down a rabbit hole, y'all. Okay, it says St. Ursula is a legendary Romano-British Christian saint who died on October 21st of 383. Her feast day in the pre-1907 general Roman calendar is October 21st. There's little information about her and the anonymous group of holy women who accompanied. They were all killed. Oh, um, but we don't know why. She's the patron saint of schoolgirls. She invented homework. <laughs> we, me, and her are gonna have to have a very long talk. I don't think that's what that means. <laughs> oh my gosh! Very, very, very long and detailed talk. Oh my god. <laughs> So, at the end of this episode, Cake is not with us yet again. She gets bored. She went poof. Especially when she heard that it was just garlic knots, because she hates bread. She poofed. You gonna finish this? I will. I will. I think I'm gonna use some um, marinara and eat the rest of them. You can find us on Instagram if you'd like to see pictures of the casket girls from this week. Or my lovely garlic knots, assuming that everyone doesn't eat them before I get a picture. And OJ and MM present, without the S. Our email address is OJ and MM presents with the S at gmail.com. You can always recommend a story for either OJ or myself to cover. I would really like that recommendation. I got nothing. You got nothing? My brain box just went woo. There are very few subjects that are off limits. However, we are a family-friendly show, so if you recommend a subject, just keep that in mind. Uh, you got anything for your sign-off? If you know of any good snacks, you can also recommend those. You can Assuming recommend. Assuming we haven't already eaten some. <laughs> if you like what you heard, remember you can find us on Anchor and Spotify. The best way to support new podcasts are by sharing with someone who you think would like what they're hearing from me and M or OJ, I M M M. Duh. <laughs> and remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Till next time. Bye.